Pete, thank you for the, uh, the introduction. And um, sharing your story is certainly something that's, that's personal and, and it's raw and it's real. And as if there wasn't enough pressure uh, already, about 30 minutes ago, uh, members of my family showed up, walked through the door. So uh, my dad is here, uh, Bob Doroff, my oldest sister, Kim Machi, and her husband, Alan, and my sister, Amy Blue, as well. Um, and so the, and I just want to thank you for the opportunity to share my story and explain how God has played a role and continues to play a role in my life. And I'm hopeful that uh, through my message of my story uh, that you'll hear something from God uh, in this as, as we go through it. And so on the, on the first slide um, that I'm going to re rely on, on Joe to help me out with, this is just a picture of, uh, of our family. And uh, my wife, Mary... And I live in Edina with our two kids. Uh, Troy is in fifth grade, and he is sitting here uh, listening to the story as well, and he gets to uh, join the adults for a little while. Uh, and then my daughter, Camille, our daughter, Camille, is in third grade. And of course, uh, the family is now complete with our dog, Lutzen, who uh, has been with us for two years as well. Um, I was lucky enough to share my faith story with our men's group last September. Uh, I'll talk more about our men's group, but it's a group of men that gets together every Friday morning, and we have now grown to over 50 men uh, in our group, and it's not common. It's a group of 50 guys that gets together, and some of us get up and meet at 5.15 in the morning and run, and then from 6.10 to 7 a.m. Is a, is a study, and we go through books of the Bible, different uh, Christian-related books, books about who we are and trying to make us to be better people. Uh, and in early 2015, so I joined that group in October of 2014, and in early 2015, our Friday morning group went through a study that was Donald Miller's life plan. And I have to be careful when I say Donald Miller, Donald Miller because when I gave this my faith story in September, I said Dennis Miller... And for those of you that are Saturday Night Live fans, uh, you will not have a weekend update. <laughs> uh, so in Donald Miller's life plan, uh, there were 10 different modules that you go through. And four of the 10 modules, as I reflected back, really stood out to me. Um, and the first one is going to be a picture up. Um, the next picture will be your timeline. And so this is a timeline of all major events that have happened in your life. These are known as story turns story turns, and Miller explains these events as a doorway which you can never walk back through. And this is a picture of my timeline that I drew in 2015. And we'll talk a little bit more about the timeline, and if you haven't ever done something like this, I really, really encourage you to do so. It's, it's incredibly powerful, it's impactful to think about the things that have happened in your life, and there's a positive and a negative, so that middle line is the starting point. Anything below the line is a negative event in your life. Anything above the line is positive. And so I've been really fortunate. You can see there's a lot more positive lines than there are negative ones. But the most negative, the, the, the most negative part or story event uh, in my life was at the very beginning of my life. And I'm going to share a little bit more about that in a minute as well. So that was module one. And then in uh, module six and seven, um, which is the next picture, is going to be uh, a relational atom. And this is not filled out right now because three years ago, my relational atom looked very, very different than what it does today. 
and, and, and how it looks now. And so these are all the people that have an impact on you or are in your life. And then in the very next module, after you write out all the names on this relational atom, you think about, are those people in your life making you a better person? Are they having a negative impact on you? Or are you in their lives for you to have a positive impact for them? And it's also something I would really strongly encourage everybody to take time to do and think about the people that you have in your life and what kind of impact they're having on you. Uh, module eight, actually, Alan, in his presentation, shared uh, yesterday about if you were lying on your deathbed, what would you want your kids to say? And so module eight challenges, challenges you to think about what you want your relationships to have looked like and how you want to be remembered when you're 75 years old. So when you're 75, you want, how do you want your spouse to think of you? How do you want your kids to describe you? And what do you want your friends to say? Going back to the family history, so the next picture is going to be a picture that was taken a number of years ago, uh, but it was one that I wanted to just illustrate and show that I'm the youngest of seven kids in our family. And up on the screen is a picture of uh, myself, my siblings, my dad, and, and all of their kids. So when we have a family get-togethers, uh, there are a lot of kids. And it's a big gathering. And show, sharing part of our family history with you is going to provide some of the context and the, and the way God has worked in my life and, and in our family's life. Uh, writing the, my faith story really allowed me to have some incredible conversations, and in particular with my, with my dad and also with my oldest sister, Kim. Um, and this was as, as I was preparing for this faith story that I shared in September, but then also I just had a conversation the other night with my dad on the phone for probably about 30 minutes as well. Um, and they're really meaningful conversations, and the, and, and the conversations um, were powerful. So my parents were married in 1963. We were your typical small-town Catholic farming family in Little Falls, about 40 miles from here. And in fact, when you're driving back, uh, when you're leaving here, when you're going south on 371, just after 371 and Highway 10 come together, uh, right past the, the Little Falls water tower, if you look to the left, which is looking to the east, you should be able to see two silos, and uh, that's, that's the family farm where we grew up. Um, when my sister Amy was born um, in 1976, uh, the doctors had talked to my mom and dad, and they warned my mom about having more kids, and they told her that she shouldn't. She had a difficult pregnancy, and they, they simply told her that they should be done having children. And as it turns out, just over a year later, my mom was pregnant with twins. <clears throat> she had another difficult pregnancy. And from the stories that I've been told, she never complained. She always, always got the rest of the kids to their 4-H meetings, to school, and she was always helping on the farm. As many of you, I'm sure, know, running a small family farm is no easy task. And it was my dad and mom and the rest of the family. She went into labor in late September in 1978. And it truly actually wasn't until this past September when I was having conversations with my dad that I learned all of the details 
about that process. You see, I knew that the doctor that performed the initial surgery on my mom for my twin brother and I to be born, I knew that he wasn't the initial, her regular doctor. But what I found out was that mom's primary doctor was on vacation in Europe, and that was okay, that was planned. They had scheduled and planned for another doctor in town and a surgeon um, who was incredibly talented and, and thought of as one of the best surgeons in Minnesota at the time. But when my mom went into labor, that doctor happened to be on a fishing trip in Canada. So it ended up being a less experienced doctor that was performing the surgery. And unfortunately, during the surgery, some mistakes were made. There was some tissue between my mom's kidney and bladder that were cut, leading to internal bleeding. And over the next couple of days, an infection set in. The doctor on vacation in Canada returned immediately, and additional surgeries were performed to address the damage that was done. There were times from stories that I've been told and were shared, there were times that mom was coming in and out and she seemed like she was on her way to recovery. Things took a turn for the worse and mom ended up getting transferred down to the University of Minnesota Hospital. She wasn't alone though. My twin brother Troy had a heart defect and he was actually, the tests that he needed to have done by God's grace were needed to be done at the University of Minnesota Hospital as well. And so every night and every day that they could, they would roll my twin brother Troy's cart into her room so that they could be near each other. <clears throat> Additional surgeries were done. The recovery process went back and forth. But after fighting for a month and a half, our mom passed away on November 16th, 1978. And in the next picture, I want to show is a picture of my mom on her wedding day. And one of the hardest things, looking at that picture, and one of the hardest things thinking about is that I never got to hear my mom call my name. There's a, a picture in the church where we grew up in, in St. Mary's all of us kids went to school, it's hanging in the crying room uh, at St. Mary's Church in Little Falls, Minnesota. And it's a picture of an outstretched arms, of God's outstretched arms. And it still hangs there today. And it's a testament to how much the community and the city and the families around us rallied. Everyone contributed. Neighbors were helping our family out on the farm. Our family stepped in. My twin brother, Troy, and I ended up living with our godparents. I ended up living with my godparents until I was four years old. And it's a testament to God's work that he was doing within our family and our community. Unfortunately, Troy's heart wasn't getting any better. And they had to wait until his body was a little bit stronger, he was a little bit older, and so after we turned two years old, just after our second birthday, they operated on Troy, and it was too much for his body to handle. And two days later, on October 23rd, 1980, we lost our brother. The next two pictures, if we... On the left-hand side is 
myself and my twin brother Troy, and on the right is Troy. And then in the next picture is a picture of my dad with the twins. I've thought about this, and this I cannot imagine how devastating this had to have been for my dad. He never turned away from faith. We went to church every single Sunday as a family. All of us kids went to Catholic school through eighth grade. Faith was never something that we questioned or would walk away from. Faith was something that got us through these tragedies in our family's history. And I remember specifically going to church every Sunday and waiting in the car for dad as we waited outside honking the horn for him to get downstairs out of the bathroom from shaving. And I remember going to McDonald's every single Sunday after church. Not a Sunday did we miss. We went to McDonald's and oftentimes you could find my dad slipping the St. Cloud Times business section into his pocket and bringing it home with him. <laughs> um, so I lived with my godparents until I was four and just after turning four, my oldest sister came in and my dad brought me home. They came and picked me up. And one of the stories that I learned in the last six months was that we went to a graduation party that day. It was for a family friend. We were at a graduation party. And my dad told me the story that we were standing in the back of the garage, because that's where graduation parties so often are. And we were standing in the back of the garage. And I was standing there. And, and it was just dad and I. Uh, next to each other, and I reached up and grabbed his hand, and I said to him, Dad, I'm going to be staying at home for a long time. And from that day, I became Dad's sidekick. There wasn't anywhere else for me to go. Every day, I was with Dad, no matter where he went. He didn't have a choice. I was going with him. And I remember, I still remember going to the creamery and the co-op, and I would have my cowboy boots just like my dad had. And I would have my cow, I'd either have a cowboy hat or I had a, a belt buckle as well. And I was always, always with him. And that's a testament to the faith and, and the work that God was doing, developing that bond. I still feel an incredible bond when, when I think back to those times and those days and growing up because it wasn't easy. And in fact, on the next slide, there's, a, there's an article written about our family in the St. Cloud Times on Father's Day in 1989. My oldest brother, Scott, wasn't around at the farm that day, so he's not pictured. Um, but every so often, I'll take this out of the photo album and take a look at it, and I'll also read the article and it's still just as powerful and just as meaningful as it was then. There's a couple more pictures on, on the next two slides that I just wanted to show. And so this is my dad with the six kids. We've remained close as a family through everything. It hasn't been easy. It certainly would have been easier to place blame or fault, but God, and our mom and our brother has kept us together. There's one more picture after this one. 
well, you can imagine what our faces look like on there. <laughs> uh, th this was taken actually about four years ago in, in 2014. Uh, in the background, this is our, the family house where uh, we were raised. And we moved my dad from uh, this, this house to a house just on the other side of the farm. Our oldest brother now runs the farm. Um, but this was, this was uh, an event and a weekend that we spent together as a family. And uh, it's, it's something I really cherish. Uh, as a picture and, and as a family. Um, it's been a, an incredible journey. And so I, it's easy for me to see how God has played a faith. And I just want to share a few different, I want to share a number of events, what, we, what uh, as Pete referred to them as God events, different events that have happened uh, in my life uh, to continue my story with God and with faith. And so the first event was when I was a sophomore in college. I was uh, 20 years old and I was attending uh, a tech retreat, which is in Belle Prairie, Minnesota. And it's, it's held at Holy Family Catholic Church, not far from here. You also drive right past that on your way up here. Um, and this tech retreat was something that I initially had resisted going to, um, but my oldest sister Kim really pushed for me to attend and a lot of our family members had attended. This really changed the direction of my life and really was a profound impact and a connection to God. Um, I still have, this is the Bible that I got at that tech, and I still hold on to this, and I still keep this. Um, but from there, there were things in my life that, pretend, that, that were starting to pull, pull me away from faith. Uh, the second, second God event that I want to share is meeting my wife, Mary. And... After a couple of years of being together, we were introduced to our current church, St. Joan of Arc, and they have an incredible community that, that really, truly practices Jesus' message. And so that connection to that community and that, that faith was incredibly strong. I feel incredibly blessed to have Mary. Her faith is unwavering. I have gone through ups and downs. Her faith has never, ever wavered a single moment. She has been the rock of our family. When I was pulling away from faith, she would bring our kids to Sunday school by herself if she had to. And I'm incredibly grateful that when I became re-engaged with my faith, it was a much easier transition. The third God event that I want to share is around relationships and about people. And I can think of a very specific date and a time uh, when I met three of the guys that are here, Matt Norman, Ryan Engel, and Brett Peterson. And when I met these guys standing outside of a hockey rink, watching our kids fall all over the ice when they were four and five years old. I know it was no mistake that they were brought into my life. And from there, there's been an extension and an evolution of relationships and friendships and a group of men. That men's group that I talked about, first I wanna go back, Brett Peterson, for those of you that know him, he is so open about his faith and willing to talk about it and share. And this was not common. We were just getting to know each other, and he was openly talking about his faith. And I'm like, this is Minnesota. This is the Midwest. We don't talk about these deep things right away. But I was really drawn to it. I was really drawn to it and to that message. And it was happening for a reason. And then Ryan and Matt extended an invitation for me to join their Friday morning men's group. 
that has been life-changing. I would not be standing here today. I would not know all the people in this group that I do if I had not been extended that invitation or had that door opened. From there, we've formed a group of guys. There's a band of brothers, and there's been different subsets of this group. We have a workout group. We call ourselves PAM90, and it is led by one of the guys here, Mike Byerly. And I am incredibly grateful for his friendship and the leadership that he provides. Every single Monday and Wednesday morning, we work out and we end every single session with a prayer. And Mike is so key and instrumental in that. Some of the other guys here, when I look out, there's probably about 15 to 20 guys from the Friday morning group, and I see so many familiar faces. In our small groups, there's another Wednesday night small group that we get together, and it's guys holding each other accountable. It's being authentic. It's being vulnerable. It's, it's talking about things that you don't normally talk about. And especially as guys, these are not things that people easily share. And that's the work God is doing in our lives. That's our faith. He has opened us up, our relationship with Jesus. And it's incredible. The last God event I want to share is that when I was probably about the same time as sophomore in college, might have been my freshman year in college, I was really struggling with life's issues. I was really questioning my faith, questioning God, wondering, is it real? Struggling with friends, struggling with all kinds of things. And we were at, I was with some friends, we were camping. And I remember we were off, we were off camping, um, and I went off by myself. And I specifically remember I, there was a, a large wooden box that I tucked myself behind. And I went off by myself, and I sat down behind that box. And I was just a mess. I was completely lost. And it was a beautiful night. There was not a cloud in the sky. And I sat down, and I lost it. I started bawling. I didn't know which direction to look, where to go. And so finally, I, I remember I pounded my fist into the ground, and I shouted, Mom, if you are there, I need to know. And without a moment's hesitation, without a single second of hesitation, a shooting star streaked across the entire sky and lit it up. And until this last year, I have not shared that story with very many people. And it's a moment that has been seared into my brain, and I will never forget it. My faith today is stronger than it ever has been. As a family, we attend church together. I have my Friday morning group. I've got my PAM 90 group. We pray. I pray with my kids every single morning before school. We say a prayer. We talk about God in the home, and we prioritize faith. And I want God in my life. I need God, and I need faith in my life. I'm confident and excited about the future of my faith and the direction that we're going. And I know that I have two angels guiding me in the right direction at all times. At all times. In closing, the last slide is a verse that the bookmark that I received 
on my tech when I was 20 years old. Um, on the back of it is a message from my oldest sister, Kim, who was my sponsor. And in tech, they're called Wheaties. Uh, one of the messages she wrote is, always remember to put your faith in God. He has carried our family through some nearly impossible times. I know you've had two special angels guiding you through, throughout our life. Mom and Troy are always with you. I love you, Todd, and I'm so proud to have you for my brother. Love, Kim. And on the front of that is this verse that's up on the screen. Faith is confident assurance concerning what we hope for and conviction about things we do not see. Thank you for listening to my story. I appreciate it.